Hi everybody, welcome to the Women's Dating and Confidence Podcast. My name is Amber and today is part two of the Q&A episode. I'm answering your questions that you sent me on Instagram. If you want to follow me on Instagram and send me a question for the podcast, you can do so. My link is in the show notes or you can just look up my first and last name, Amber Grubenman. Before we get into that, I want to share with you my free guide called Copy and Paste Texts for when he's pulling away or acting flaky. The link for that is going to be in the show notes below. Also, make sure that you get on the waitlist for the next From Dating to Exclusive cohort, which we will be enrolling for in January. So if you want to make sure that you can get the early bird pricing and secure your spot, make sure you get on the waitlist below. There's a link, or you can go on my website, ambergrubman.com forward slash coaching. Okay, let's start with the first question, which is, what's the hardest part about dating? So you probably already have your own answer to this if you are dating. And I would say, based on my experience working with people, that I think the hardest part about dating is doubting yourself when you haven't created the relationship according to your timeline that you expected. So maybe you thought it would happen within a certain amount of dates, or you thought it would happen before your two younger sisters, or you thought it would happen before you were 30, and when it doesn't match that timeline, you start to question yourself and wonder if there's something wrong with you, or if there's just something inherently wrong with the world or men. So I would say that's probably the hardest part about dating, and that's something that I try to address a lot on the podcast So hopefully the other episodes have been helpful for that so far. The next question is, how do you create a relationship with very little time? And specifically, this person is a full-time single mom without any support. So a few things. One thing is that part of emotional availability is time availability. And that doesn't mean you have to have tons of free time or go on a ton of dates, But it does mean that there is realistically a time investment in dating for any connection that you're trying to grow. So you would need to be available to meet somebody at least once per week, and you would need to be available to somehow meet people. Probably if you don't have a lot of time, the best way to do that would be through online dating, also using some of the time-saving tips that we've discussed on this podcast before. And the other thing too is that when you're talking about creating a relationship, part of that is specifically meeting people, going on dates with people and creating time for people. But sometimes it starts even before that with how you set up your life to be prepared to meet somebody. So sometimes there really is a season for your life where you don't actually want to be investing all of this time in meeting people because your life isn't quite set up to support you being in a relationship yet. So anything that you do to support yourself being ready for a relationship will be you creating a relationship even before you're meeting people. So for example, um, if you focused on your career for the next six months and really dedicated your energy and focus to that so that you could increase your income so that you could afford childcare maybe one to two nights per week so that you can focus on other things like dating or friendships or your health or other pieces of your wellness, you're already building the relationship before you're dating. But it would be important to consider what do I need to put in place before I start dating to be 
emotionally and physically ready for a relationship to be in a healthy place where I can actually dedicate my mental energy and my physical energy to it. But again, that being said, if you can go on one date per week, if you have time for that, then you have time for dating. And that's all you need to have time for at this point to start dating. And once you connect with somebody and start to build that relationship, the timepiece will actually get easier because they integrate into your life. So for example, they will probably meet your kids and then you don't have to separate that time or they will be able to meet your friends and then you can have your friend night and your partner coming with you on your friend night at the same time. So it will get easier as you find a person that you want to connect with long-term. The next question is, what do you do when you feel compatible with two guys in different ways and you can't decide? So the first thing that I would do is look at the five elements of relationship material for both of them, because sometimes what we mean by we're compatible in different ways is, for example, one guy we have great physical chemistry with, but the friendship connection isn't really there or he's not really showing up for the connection as much. And then the other guy, we have this amazing, fun friendship connection, but the chemistry isn't really there. So you're compatible with both of them in different ways, but ultimately you're not compatible with either of them actually, because neither of them has everything that you need for a long-term relationship. So the first thing I would do is think about each connection and go through the five elements and make sure all of them are there. The friendship connection, physical chemistry, respect, growth-mindedness, and similar vision and values. If any of them is failing, I would not date that person anymore. And if any of them are just passing, but you're not really sure, I would explore that a little bit further. Or if you just don't know entirely, for example, you don't really know what their vision is or if they want kids or if they want to get married, make sure that you address those things before making a decision to be exclusive with them. So then let's say you actually have two people that you have all the five elements with, then you might still just need to get to know them a little bit longer. And if you don't feel sure yet, that's okay. You don't have to pressure yourself into a relationship with either person. But definitely make sure that you're checking the five elements because my guess is that not both of them will have all of the five elements. I'm 47, divorced, and I've been dating for over two years now. People constantly say things like, why are you so desperate for a relationship? Just be alone, it's easier, they're all younger, and I feel like time is running out for me. How should I respond to this? It's okay to want a relationship, right? Okay, so first of all, I think, of course, it's okay to want a relationship. And I do think there is value in making sure that the other areas of your life also feel fulfilling and not thinking that a relationship will make up for, for example, a lack of friendships or a lack of general life fulfillment. But a lot of people already have all the other things They have the career, they have the friends, they have the dog, they have the house, and they still haven't created the relationship. And of course, now they still want the relationship. And it's not because they're desperate. It's not because they're trying to make up for something. They just want a relationship. So of course that's you, but it is good to check in. Do I have the other things that I generally want in life? Or am I trying to solve all problems with the relationship? 
But if you know that's not you, my second piece of advice would be to stop talking to these friends about your dating life. When I was first starting the dating coaching company, I had certain family members and even friends that I forbade from speaking to me about the coaching company because they weren't supportive. They didn't understand why I was doing this. They didn't think it was a real job. They didn't think it would be successful. They didn't agree with my life choices or my life priorities. And every time I spoke to them, it was extremely stressful. I mean, starting a business in general is stressful and then having to fight your point of view and tell people that you are doing the right thing and convincing them when you're not even completely convinced and you're dealing with your own doubt. It wasn't a productive use of my time. I always just felt terrible after those phone calls. So I actually had to tell people that I wasn't interested in their opinion and I didn't want to talk about it and I didn't give them any updates on how things were going because the truth is in the beginning of starting a business, a lot of the updates were negative (laughs) or a lot of the updates were uneventful. It's like, yep, another month of working and nothing happened. And that wasn't something that those people could understand or have the bigger perspective on. And in dating, it's often the same way. It's like, yeah, another month of going on some dates and they are not my life partner. But that doesn't mean that I'm desperate or I'm on the wrong path or pursuing the wrong thing. So if you have a set of people in your life that are not supportive, who don't really understand the bigger picture of why you're dating and what you're wanting to create, then I wouldn't spend extra energy talking to them about it or trying to convince them that you are doing the right thing. You could be spending that energy, first of all, working through any of your own doubts that you have, and second of all, investing it into dating. And of course, when you take out that big piece of frustration and defending yourself and this huge difference of opinion and these arguments that you may be having with some friends or family members, then you can actually just enjoy the rest of your relationship with them. So no, I didn't talk about the business with certain friends or family members, but then we could just talk about other things that didn't trigger us so much. How long should you date before you go exclusive or create a relationship with labels? So first I'll just give you an arbitrary number, which is one to two months, not longer than that most of the time. And second of all, you want to make sure it's not just about the time, but it's about what you do in that time. So three things you want to make sure of. Number one, you're always checking for the five elements. As soon as you know that all the five elements are present and passing, at any point after that, you can be exclusive with this person. Number two, you want to make sure that you create an exclusive relationship with this person because things are going really well and not because you're trying to improve things or you think, oh, once I'm the girlfriend, he will treat me 10% better, right? Or this little thing that is upsetting me or he's not really showing up will improve because I'm the girlfriend and not just some person he's dating. We never want to think that way. In fact, it's the opposite. You want to go exclusive because you love the way things are going and you love the way the other person is showing up. And then lastly, you want to make sure that you're being mindful of girlfriend privileges before you're exclusive. 
So sometimes the five elements are there, you love the way things are going, and that's the point where we want to go exclusive because otherwise there's this natural development of the relationship into more. So more things start to come in, like maybe you meet some of his friends or he meets yours or you want to be intimate together or pet names start to make their way in there. And these are all relationship things, but you haven't created the relationship container yet. So if you want more information on that, there's a podcast episode called Girlfriend Privileges. But basically, you want to make sure that you're not extending the dating time before being exclusive too long because it makes it more likely that you'll slip into girlfriend privileges, which then tends to create a situationship or casual relationship. All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening today. If you have a question as well, I'm going to post a story on Instagram and you can send me the question there. I'll have one of those little Q&A stickers. I'm going to try to go through all of the questions. I still didn't answer all of the questions that I got from the last one, but I know that I'll make my way through them. So if you have a question, feel free to send them to me and I will see you on the next episode.